I'm Peggy Hames, and welcome to the Community of Holy Stragglers podcast, a podcast for folks who have decided to walk in the way of Jesus, or to try, or to at least think about doing it, but who struggle with it, and sometimes feel like we are straggling way behind, and yet who continue to seek. So, I want to talk for a few minutes today about freedom. I am seeing people of faith talk about freedom wherever I look on social media. And a lot of the conversation is that people complaining that their freedom is being taken away. Now, here's the context. If you're listening to it anytime close to the time that I'm recording this, You know, we are in the midst of this pandemic, and because of that, uh, we've had restrictions on public gatherings because this virus loves it when people, when a large group of people gather together in an enclosed room. That's just over and over again, we've seen that that is the recipe for a massive spread of the COVID-19 virus. So as a result, you know, something's been off limits, including churches gathering to worship together. Now, my church is like a lot of churches. The the staff has pivoted and adapted and, and learned and learned and learned, and, and we are continuing to worship. We just don't do it all in the same room. So anyway... Um, Lots of Christian folk are are rising up and saying this goes against freedom of religion. This is not this is our constitutional right to gather in these churches, and you can't keep me from doing this. And uh, you know, I just saw a comment this afternoon of you know one of those little dark insinuations of I'm really fearful about <clears throat> excuse me what this country is becoming if we allow this to continue. Well, all this talk about freedom kind of um, piqued my interest, and I started thinking about it in the context of the biblical witness, and especially in the Christian context. So I turned to Paul, and Paul's letter to the Galatians, Uh, and I thought of that first and foremost because Paul explicitly addresses the issue of freedom. Now, of course, he is not talking about freedoms guaranteed in the U.S. Constitution. And I am not a constitutional scholar, although I'm reasonably sure that there is no freedom to swim enshrined in our Constitution, contrary to what I've seen on social media. Anyway, Paul is is arguing with this church in Galatia that's going through all kinds of stuff. And and the crux of the the argument is, can can people become Christians or do they have to essentially become Jews first and then become Christians? Um, What sort of laws bind us as Christians? Or is it... The, the religious law that many, uh, many of those early Christians came out of? Or is there something new? So, 
the verse I thought of immediately when I became, began pondering this. Galatians 5.1 For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Booyah! Well, that's not exactly the word of the Lord response, but I can see people saying, Booyah! Yep, there it is. Let's put this on a placard. As Christians, we are called not to submit to the yoke of slavery again, and no governor is going to be able to put that yoke on us. No mayor, no city council can tell us when we worship because we have freedom of religion. But here's the problem with taking a verse out of context. Here's the problem with just snipping off a verse and, and like hanging it up on the line all by its lonesome self. That's not the only thing that Paul says. In that chapter, he goes on to say, For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love be servants of one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Then he goes on to, to write, is in chapter 6, verse 2, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So, the Christian understanding of freedom is that it is not an absolute freedom. And folks, that is what I am really struggling with now, of, of all these people who in the name of Jesus Christ are saying we are free to do whatever we jolly well want to. And that's not what Christian freedom is all about. Christ frees us so that we may take up the towel of a servant. Frees us not to do what we jolly well please, but to serve the people around us. Christian freedom is not just freedom from. It is always freedom for. And again, it is not freedom for doing what we please, not being inconvenienced. It is freedom for serving. Through love be servants of one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So the central question for the Christian isn't what are my rights? The central question is how may I serve? When we decide to follow in the way of Jesus, we give up the right to think only of ourselves. 
Let me say that again. When we decide to follow in the way of Jesus, we give up the right to think only of ourselves. That's why I wear a mask when I go outside, when I go to the grocery store, wherever, when I go to the gas station, wherever. I wear a mask not because I'm afraid, but because Jesus has called me to love my neighbor. And I don't know what neighbor around me may have a compromised immune system or who may have COPD or some other lung disease or who just in that moment is susceptible to this virus. Now, I feel absolutely fine right now. But we have seen there are folks who feel absolutely fine, who have no symptoms, who are yet carrying the virus. So when I wear a mask, it's not about being sheep, although, you know, that's kind of what Jesus called us. It's not being scared in any sort of bad, weak way. And it's not about being weak or not being able to think for myself. It is because I am a Christian. And as a Christian, I am commanded to love my neighbor. And I tell you what, it's awfully hard some days. But for me, this is the low bar for loving neighbor. Wear a daggone mask when you go out. Help keep your neighbor from getting sick. This is the low bar of loving your neighbor. Don't insist upon gathering together in a small enclosed room without mask on, singing and saying things corporately, which is like the playbook for this virus. There are times when God calls us to legitimate suffering. That is not one of them. And you know, as I know, that anytime you say the church is open for worship, the church building is open for worship, some of the people who are going to show up there are exactly the people who should not be there. It's going to be the elderly who have gone to church their whole lives. I remember I served on church staff and we were debating whether or not to to um, not have corporate worship in, in a, when we've had a, a snowstorm, winter weather. And, and one of the things we always came back to is some of our most faithful people are the elderly folks and they are exactly the people who don't need to be getting out right now. But if their church doors are open, they're going to be there. Instead of focusing so much time and energy 
on what we think our right is and what we think our God-given freedom is, which is to come together for worship, for paying no attention to the dangers therein. You know what? God also called us to speak out against injustice. God calls us to love our neighbors, and my word, there are so many people in need of love right now. Maybe instead of writing your elected official to protest that your church building is closed, instead of writing your pastor to harangue them because your church building is closed, maybe write that person who cannot get out, or who is sick, or who is lonely. Jesus never said we had to gather together in the same room together for worship to be legitimate. In fact, you know, Jesus didn't say a word about worship via Zoom. But throughout the biblical story, there's a whole lot about standing up against injustice. And folks, if we want to be energized and angry about anything, if we need to be protesting about anything, it is the fact that this week, George Floyd, a black man, was arrested. Now, I have no idea if he was guilty or not. I have no idea of what those circumstances are. What I do know is that forgery is not a crime punishable by death. But George Floyd died because a police officer was kneeling on his neck. And you can tell the officer was not in fear of being subdued was not in fear of being hurt because his hands are in his pockets. And if Christians across this country, Christians of all colors, ought to be protesting about anything, it is that George Floyd died. And his death was a callous disregard of human life. And in my mind, whether or not I go sit in a pew on Sunday morning does in, that in no way measures up to any of that. Yes, we are set free in Christ. We have been given the ultimate freedom in Christ. And it is freedom Not to focus on what we want, but to focus on what our neighbor needs. So I invite you this week, if you are tempted to get all stirred up because you are being momentarily inconvenienced by directional arrows in a grocery store, or like the store I went to this morning because you had to wear a mask going into the store. 
if that's what's got you really frosted, I invite you to make use of that energy and make use of that passion in loving your neighbor. Because loving one another is the only way we make, we make it in this world. And this world keeps going. I, I do not say this glibly because like I said, man, I am struggling hard with loving some folks. But that's my, that's my spiritual classroom right now. And maybe it's yours. And maybe we can all learn this thing together. Thanks for joining me today. Um, if you want to find out more about me, more about my work, go to heartcallings.com. You can also see my blog there. In the meantime, take care, and I'll see you next time around.